You guys ever worn your hands out so much that any like task you have to do that's like a nimble oh, yeah, or very small, you just can no longer do because your like your fingers won't function the way that they're yeah, supposed man. to. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really just my right hand, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Good lord. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, welcome to the forecast episode 120. This episode, a special short New Year's Eve edition where we are only discussing what we've been playing lately, which I guess is exactly what we do every single podcast. Regardless, the forecast is a bi-weekly podcast produced, streamed, and sometimes released on Thursdays. We are a community of people who love exploring, discussing all kinds of things from video games and board games to film and TV to our everyday life experiences. And if you'd like to know more about what we do, you can follow us at facebook.com forward slash the horizon FB. Or you can come hang out in our Discord channel, or you can check out the website at wearethehorizon.com, where we have a ton of original content for you to browse through. Additionally, everything we talk about is in our cast notes, which is pushed out to whatever podcasting app you are using. I'm Aaron, joined by a couple additional peeps. Chad? Hey, oh, what a new! I'm Chad. Jack? Yes, my name is now Jack, but actually Alex. Jake John? I'm Jake. Hello. Hi. Caleb? That's me. And Owen? Hello, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Like I said before, this is going to be a short podcast. We are actually only going to be covering what you've been playing lately, since it's kind of, you know, the holiday season and schedules are a little bit crazy. But we did want to get a podcast out just so you could talk, we could talk to you guys about what we have been playing during this holiday season, what games we got possibly that we've been playing uh, over our sort of holiday break. And Owen, we're going to start with you this week. Yeah, so uh, I have finished off Cyberpunk. Uh, and gotta say, that might be the worst ending of a video game I've ever played. You know, there's like six endings, right? Yeah, I watched all of them. I like, I beat mine, and then I watched all the other ones so I could see what the, all the endings were. All of them are bad. I've never seen such bad endings, and I'm, I'm including Mass Effect 3 on here. Mass Effect 3 has a better ending than Cyberpunk. I don't know Cyberpunk's ending, but I don't believe you. Yeah, I disagree. (laughs) Hey, look at the endings and you tell me, man. They're pretty fucking wrecked. I think they're all well done, and I think there's one that's canon. I, I, which, is it the Raider? Not Raiders, uh, the... um, I mean, we can't really say. Yeah, that's fair. Um, (laughs) It's just, all of them felt either weird, out of place, things that your character wouldn't do. There is only one that I felt like was somewhat decent, and even that felt just drawn out. How much side story did you play? I, I did all of the side stories. I did every single mission I could before I finished it, which is why it took me so long. Because huh. I disagree. Like I just feel like it's literally exactly what the characters would do, especially with how they interact with each other during the side stories. Like I, 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 I feel like there is a, there is one ending, which is the one I went with, that seems somewhat close, and even that I would argue that it's not very good or very like there's just so many things that i feel like i have fallen flat and also just the fact that the some of the most interesting like concepts that this genre plays with is things that they ended up 
throwing into uh, side missions and things that you can easily either not have access to or uh, skip through or things like that. And like the main plot is just kind of like, hey, um, it's it's just it's just this. This is all the main plot is, and it's kind of like, oh, cool. So I'm I'm so glad that I got to you know play um, Fight Club the the game. I well, mean, me that's, that's all it fucking was. You, it was just Fight Club the game. You've kind of had a bad taste in your mouth for Cyberpunk ever since, like, even before launch, I think. I just, I, so, I, but, I, but, what, but what I'm asking is, do you think that's contributing to your uh, negative stance towards the endings? Or do you I, think I, it's just exclusively, do you feel like you can look at it objectively? Objectively, yeah. I, I think that <laughs> I am uh, probably a little biased on it. I, I don't think that you're incorrect on that. Uh, but I will say that, like, I enjoyed playing the game. I think okay. that the the gameplay of the game is good. I think that the bugs aren't that big of a problem. Um, on Sean console. That's yeah. actually hilarious because most people are like, yeah, the gameplay kind of falls short because it's the first time they've done a shooter. But the story is amazing. I, I just don't see how you can say the story is amazing when they just kind of blow past such interesting points of just being like, hey, this is like a very p- critical uh, moment for your character, uh, but we're just going to randomly have Johnny show up and just talk to you and just complain about random bullshit that doesn't mean, the mean guy anything. That's literally in your head? I mean, yeah, but like it just kind of cuts short so much of your own character development. And also when you do the missions for him, it just seems hollow. Like there's so much of the story that I feel like is just not good. And the fact that people do think that that's why I have, I feel like the edge that I do for cyberpunk is that like, it's, it doesn't have at that good of a story. And if people are like, wow, this is such a good story. Um, I got a list of other video games they should play. Uh, Mass Effect Andromeda has a really good story. It's kind of interesting. You should Let play me it stop you right there. <laughs> uh, no, it does not. <laughs> it's a fucking better story than this, I gotta I, say. Man, I just... Here's the thing, right? Haven't finished Cyberpunk. Didn't finish Andromeda either, though, because the story's crap, and the characters are boring. Um, the story of a gormless idiot who goes to a new galaxy and, like... Just kind of goofs their way through. No, there's like no stakes in Andromeda. You like get there and it's like, oh, there's like this faceless evil guys who are doing something for some reason. Go set up camps. Question mark. And it just kind of goes. Yeah, it's. I, what? Are, but then my question would be, what are the stakes for Cyberpunk? Oh, you die. Cool. Like, like, there's no world-ending stakes or anything like that. There's no, like, bad mystery boss or whatever, or kind of like... It's just kind of like, hey, you're there, and if you die, whenever, it doesn't matter. Like, the world spins on, no one gives a shit, it doesn't affect literally anyone's lives. And it's just kind of like, cool, I guess? I feel like you didn't understand the endings, then. Like, I, I, I just... It, it just seems so... Also, one of the endings is you can literally pick suicide. And you pick suicide because you're just like, oh, well, I guess, like, all of this is meaningless and I can just end my own pain right now. Like. Okay. It, it's it's already there. So, so it's an I, RPG. I, I, just, I just feel like there there's. The, the the stakes were kind of just made up. I feel like the idea of using cyberpunk to explore more of like the human condition was just sidelined into regular. I think RPG we need to revisit Aaron's up. statement. I I truly believe the way you're looking at this is is very biased. 
I, I think I think my, if you're gonna bring up the the point of being objective in this podcast, and us, you know, I that's I mean that's time, not really what we try to do though. Yeah, I, I would just point out the fact of just like I took the time and the money to even though I was against this game, buy it, play it, understand it, try to see if I liked it, try to understand what the hype was. Like I went through this as a conscientious objector of sure, this that's game. that's respectable. And when I say things about Fallout, uh, it's fucking ten dollars right now, and no one wants to play it. <laughs> Just saying, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I at least I've put in the attempt to have a different uh, lens on this game than everyone else on the podcast, so that way you have the differing of opinions. Um, but yeah, so did play that. Didn't quite like the ending. Uh, like I said, I liked the gameplay. Thought it was fun. I think that it's really neat the like the cool like legs that you can buy later on in the game so you can either do double jumps or high jumps. I thought that was really cool to really kind of open up your terrain and kind of have some like parkourness going on. Um I I think that they it's it's definitely a thing to pick up and for people to play. Uh, I just don't think that it's, you know, the going to be anywhere on a top 10 list of the year, which we'll be doing next podcast, two podcasts from now. Next podcast. Next podcast. There we go. So We'll debate this, I'm sure, further. Um, and uh, so did that. Did some Overwatch, which uh, I mean, think the only note there was that I I, I might have not noticed this because I haven't been playing a lot of uh, competitive, but I really liked that they added a ticketing system into uh, the queues for competitive. So basically, you can pick flex, and it'll put you wherever they need people to get games going. And then you get tickets that you can then use to uh, cut ahead of the line. So that way, if you want to play DPS, you can queue faster as DPS. And I like yeah. that. I think that's a neat system. I played around with it a bit. Uh, I, I don't know. I, like, I, it was a, it's a nice solution to a problem that they've had of just like if you wanted to play dps you have to wait 10 minutes but if you play like support or tank you pretty much insta queue and uh, it gives caleb solid. the button he always wanted yes right if they had introduced <laughs> that when they first introduced roll queue i would have like 500 tickets built up oh god yeah i i i, I definitely think the same thing when i because i i saw it and i was like yeah i don't really care who i play like what i play that that day if i'm playing tank or support i just want to play some competitive overwatch and it's just click it It'll decide for me, and it's I like in that. quick play too, for what it's worth. Oh, cool! There's a quick play too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's with Overwatch the two jokes with you. Coming with Overwatch uh, too soon. Overwatch two coming 2022. I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, played that. Played some WoW. Still trying to uh, defeat Nax Ramus. Probably not going to get that done. Uh, some. Hey, you guys box. still haven't cleared it? Oh God, no. We're we're like halfway through. It's 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 very hard content. Does it and save it, your position? Like a checkpoint? It no. It, it goes back every single week. Mm. Every every single week it resets. So like we keep downing the first six seven bosses or so, uh, and we just keep stumbling. Uh, we do have pretty much like like the last couple that we're at least fighting against and like practicing on. But it is a it is an interesting thing of how like you just have to come in with every single buff like potion pretty much like anything that you can possibly do in the game to make your character like even feasibly a little bit better you have to do and like it's not even like a you should to make it happen it is a thing of just you have to do it uh because that's how they attuned uh that raid 
and I think it's a bit excessive after trying it for a month. Uh, you know, I, I knew this was going to be the hard gauntlet, and it, 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 I feel like it has broken me, and I'm just going, I guess I won't be that player that beats it, and that's okay. <laughs> I'm okay with that. It will scale once people start actually beating it and get it's the armor and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I'm sure, like, I, I plan on just kind of not doing it for a while and come back in a couple of months and i'm sure it'll be at least a little bit easier yeah, you'll have but... guilds doing it flawlessly in the first night it's like oh my gosh you guys need to get a life <laughs> yeah it's 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 just a crazy thing and i and i think it's just also like i said just a, a change of mindset because the hard raid before this i mean you could show up with none of your buffs none of your potions and still get through most of it Was that as long as you knew the mechanics Lair? you'd be okay Was that Blackwing? Uh no, uh um AK40. Oh uh, okay, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't even I, the last one I did was uh Blackwing and then I yeah. stopped playing classic. Yeah, I was gonna say AQ AQ forty is pretty hard, but you as long as everyone knows what they're doing, you can probably get it down without having everyone buffed up. Or right. you know, at least a couple people have buffs and pots and things and you'd be okay. But like this, it's just it's just so hard. Um I played some Jackbox with the family because it's you know holiday times. Uh also dove into uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which is Assassin's Creed. I I think it's worse than the other the, than Odyssey and Origins. To be honest, uh, it's fun. It's a neat you know it, it's a neat thing going through uh, the kind of Europe in that time period as a Viking and telling that story. I'm enjoying it, uh, but I feel like I enjoyed Origins and Odyssey a lot better. I feel like they had a lot better systems of. Um, upgrading your armor you also had a lot more armor uh, that's like one of the big things that i noticed is that in this game there's instead of like everybody dropping a sword or a spear or whatever there's only very specific armors that you can get through the game so there's only like four or five armor sets and that's it and there's only like a couple different weapons and that's it because mm -hmm. the idea is that you're using a lot of it to uh, like upgrade you want to upgrade the weapons that you have rather than just kind of like keep finding random ones off of people and trying different ones um, and so I feel like that was kind of like a big negative and drawback to me is like I do agree that uh, Odyssey and Origins had a lot of armor and things and that was a bit of excessive and I think it was a bit much but I feel like they they simplified it almost too much on the other end uh, but of, it, of the three, I've only played Origins, but I thought it had a good amount. Like it seemed, it didn't like get overwhelming. I don't think at any point. Yeah, and it was fun to like trade out stuff and try different things a lot of times. I mean, that's kind of the way that I thought. You know, it was fun to kind of trade out things, and you'd see, you know, like random, you know, like barbarian armor or something that was just like I would never wear this. What does it look like on my character? Oh, that's kind of neat. Uh, you know, let me put that on. That seems like a, a fun little thing. You know, it, it just looks totally weird or not with my rest of my armor set. And I don't know. I think there was like some fun to that that um, is lost when it's just like you can only have these couple of armor sets and you have to go find where they're hidden throughout the world uh, rather than dropping off of like bosses or things. Um, but story's pretty solid thus far. Gameplay is the same as all of the other ones. So it's still fun. Uh, and I'm having a good time smashing around as a Viking. So solid game. Uh, Jake, what have you been playing? Me, okay. Uh, so I picked up during the winter sale this game, Paradise Killer. It is like a really weird detective game. Uh, there's basically like this island that this cult has made. They worship these alien gods and they make these islands. 
And whenever something goes wrong with the islands, like usually like a demonic invasion of some description, they just scrap the whole thing and make a new island. And so the plot oh. is on the night that they're going to scrap Island 24, the council who's like in charge of everything gets murdered. And so they call you in to basically find out who did it. It's, re it's a really interesting setting and I'm having a lot of fun with it. Um, you know, you look around for clues, you interview people, you corroborate alibis. All that kind of good stuff. It's it's really cool. Oh, I should I mention it's... the main character's name is Lady Love Dies, which is a fucking banger of a name. <laughs> yeah, really something. This game looks beautiful. It's it's a very distinct art style. It's yeah. really cool. I like the character designs a lot. I was going to say it, it, it is very distinct, but it does look very pretty. And I also just kind of perusing it from the store. Holy crap. Apparently everyone loves this thing. It's yeah, just, I read the good. detective pieces are actually like really well done. Yeah, it, it seems like if you just go there, they have a guy who's just like, let me know when you're ready to start the trial. So you could just go there and be like, let's go. I haven't done that, <laughs> so I don't know what happens necessarily. But I did talk to him and he was like, let me know when you want to start the trial. And I had an option that's like, let's go, let's party. They took the, the Breath of <laughs> no the Wild design thing. choice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you know what you want to do, you can just do it from the start, dang. I mean, I guess, though, I, I feel like the issue is with the detective game. If you do that, it's just like, it's that guy. And it's like, it, okay. It'd maybe probably be you pretty funny to, to do a run where you just immediately go to trial with no evidence. <laughs> yeah. Like mom in and that one like, game? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that board game we played where she just randomly guessed and it was perfect. Gosh. You never know. Uh, but that's so that's really cool. I've been playing a lot of that. Uh, and then while I was traveling, I picked uh, I picked back up Hades specifically on hell mode, which is like the challenge mode. Mm. It's it's really hard. Uh, it starts you off. You basically start a new file. And uh, for anyone who's played enough Hades, it starts you with five heat, oh, which mm -hmm. is like the extra challenge. Five heat with um, nothing unlocked. Uh -huh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh. And it's not Buckle you up. don't get to choose the five heat. It's like, oh, the worst heat you can pick. So it's like, there's extra <laughs> enemies. They do extra damage. They have extra health. Your do healing extra is diminished. Because that one gets me. They do they have not have extra speed. speed. Attack speed. I don't oh, think man. that one's on there. That's but good. your healing is way less. It's cut by like mm. 50% or something. And then you oh don't gosh. get invulnerability when you get hit. Oh. So you can just get hit a whole bunch and die. My goodness. I yeah. have not I have not made it to the final boss. I have not beaten the third boss with that Ooh. setup yet. Um, but it's it's really cool because uh, for someone who's played a lot of Hades now, just starting a new file, I can probably beat the first boss in the first like three runs or the mm. last boss rather in the first three runs. It's not once you know what you're doing, it's kind of not that hard, but this yeah. puts it way back to being incredibly difficult. You got to be <laughs> super careful and it just really changes the way you play. Uh, so I've been enjoying that a lot. Uh, I've, yeah, I was gonna say I just read the other day that they added cross save to that game, yeah. so like you can take your PC save on your Switch. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't set that up yet, but I'm actually I'm really excited to try that out as well. I will be doing that. I am so pumped. I wish more games had that capability. I wish I could cross yeah. save from Celeste, from Hollow Knight, from yeah. Binding of Isaac. A Ugh. large push for that, and I'm yeah. very I'm very happy with it because I that was one of the things I noticed about uh, Valhalla is they were just like, hey. This is cross-saved, so you can play it on your Xbox or PlayStation 5 or whatever. And I was like, oh, that's dope as hell. Like, I am I want more of that to happen in games. That's such a good idea. 
And it also just promotes them getting more money because you buy multiple say, copies yeah. of the game. Two That's true. <laughs> I was like, why do more companies not invest in that? Because then mm-hmm. they would like have people buying like three or four copies. Like right. I'm really upset Hollow Knight doesn't do it because apparently if you have a hacked switch, you can take your PC save and just put it on it. Ooh. And it works. Man. Though so the fact that it just works and there's no way to do it officially makes me mad. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and move on to mine because one of the things I have been playing lately is Hollow Knight, and that's only because I usually only play my Switch when I'm not at home. So I only get to pick up and play the games that I have on my Switch when I'm out and about. So we went up to my sister's house for Christmas, and of course I had my Switch with me, so I got back, picked back up Hollow Knight, and I'm trying to just get to final completion. Which, if you have not played Hollow Knight, anybody who's listening, if you've not played Hollow Knight, go play Hollow Knight. It's excellent. It's, it's just an all-around excellent game. Mechanics, art style, soundtrack, uh, any enemy change, like the, the different types of enemies. It's it, like it's just such a well balanced, well thought out game. And I did want to mention, I actually saw that they had um, they have a 16 page interview with Team Cherry in one of the most recent uh, publications of Edge magazine, mm. where they they talk through all of Silk Song and like where they're at, what their plans are. There's supposedly a gameplay demo that they have out now. Um, so I'm super pumped. I think that comes out at the beginning of next year. I'm not quite sure. But, again, if you haven't played Hollow Knight, go go play it. Uh, I've also been playing some Last of Us Part 2. Finally started playing that after, I don't know, when did this game even come out? Like, early this year? Like, March, I think. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Finally sat no, down it was, in the sun. it was supposed to come out in March. I think it didn't come out until, like, June. Okay. You are right. Yes. Um, I oddly enough did not sit and play the entire game in one sitting like I did Weird. Last of Us wow. Part One. And you call yourself a gamer? <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, but I love this game, and I have yeah. I've already talked to Alex about this, but apparently I have not gotten to the part that Jake hates. Mm-hmm. So maybe when I get there, I figure you have some opinions on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I'm on Seattle Day Three at the moment, uh, rocking and rolling. Yep, big day. Um, but uh, man, I love this game. Their, their, their ability to storytell is actually quite incredible. Um, and they just have some, um, audio cues, voice lines that are happening sort of as you're playing the game that I think are like very character forming. And I would say one of my favorite things, it's really stupid, but one of my favorite things about this game is when you kill an enemy and then they find the body and they're like, Oh my God, they got Shannon. Get Gary <laughs> over here. Like, Literally every NPC has their own name. It's just hilarious to me every time. I love it. I love it. I don't I'm feel sure like they just that's have not like... supposed to be comedic, but that's fine. I, it's yeah. so funny. <laughs> you know, whatever gets you. Man, I killed Shannon and they're it's called It's supposed her out. to make you feel like you're murdering real humans it and does. you're supposed to feel bad about it. It's stupidly... Di- like, it... I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I... You connect with those characters more just because they're not like a nameless entity walking around that you're murdering. Now it's like got a little bit more relevance, but I still find it absolutely hilarious. Paul's body's over here. Get his dog. So Aaron, the yeah. killer, we got this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the only real sad know. part is when they call out the name of a dog that you murder. And it's like, yeah. yikes. Mm. Are they good dog just... names at Leaf? Like peanut butter or scruffy? You just said good like dog names and those are the names that you went with. <laughs> Fair. The game's, the game's really effective, I think, because the acting is so good from like so everybody good. that's in it. Mm-hmm. I'm very happy with it so far. I'm sure that something's going to happen, then I'm going to be not happy with it after that. But as of right now, I think this is the top of my game of the year list. I mean, I don't they Alex don't like does it, still but... like the game. I yeah, I love it. It's uh, it's amazing. 
Um, let's move on to Alex, <laughs> since you have 8 billion games to talk about. What have you been playing sure. lately, bud? Or yeah, so oddly enough, I don't have Cyberpunk on this list because I haven't really had a chance to dive back into it too much. Um, I am currently at my parents' house and Chad's been visiting a lot and it's kind of been kind of like, you know, touch and go on when I have time to play things and I kind of want to just sit in that and be immersed a lot and so I don't just throw it on whenever. So instead of playing things that I can like pick up and put down really easily. Um, I went back to Disc Room, which I talked about last podcast and finished that. Well, like quote unquote finished it. I finished the normal run and I mistakenly called it like a roguelike last time because I wasn't really sure how the structure of the game was going to go. It's not a roguelike. It's just like a set of, <laughs> it's a set of levels is what it is. You, you explore this one map and there's kind of like this overarching story and you unlock new abilities as you go. And then you get to the end of the story and some stuff happens and then it switches to hard mode and you go backwards through the map. Oh, so that lose abilities on the way. No, <laughs> well, it's the, you still have everything. Of video games. <laughs> you still have everything. It's just, I don't know. It's the same maps, but harder versions of them. You're right. doing the pincer move. Yeah, that's right. Move. Pincher move. <laughs> Blue Blowing team. It really building. weird that they changed that game so much. Yeah. So I didn't realize that the first version of that game came out like in 2016 or something like that. It's been a long yeah, time. A long time. They like yeah. basically remade the whole game. It's. I did look it, it up it even like to make sure it was. Game then I don't know why they rebuilt so much of it. Yeah, I don't know. It's really cool though. Like, there's a lot of uh, unique mechanics in that game. That and there's actually something I didn't talk about last time. They have puzzles. Oh. So like th- things I d- hadn't explored at the time I talked about it last time. But there's special rooms. They're like gold rooms. And you'll go into it, and it's just like there's these two discs spinning in the room, not moving. And like your objective says that there's a new disc type in here that you have to die to to like continue getting killed by all the different disc types because that's one of your objectives in the game. And there's no new disc there, it's just these two spinning, and you have to like figure out what it wants you to do to spawn the new disc. And there's like a bunch of unique versions of those so is that because that, that sounds like it could be very frustrating if it's not done yeah, it well does. no so, it's good okay it's good it's um i don't know it kind of reminded me of full metal furies a little bit with some of the ways it did things mm. okay um, that's that is a good comparison yeah so, that game is cool i'd recommend it um i've also played through i started playing the crash like uh, re-releases the twin the insanity insane trilogy yeah insane trilogy because i realized crash 4 came out and i had no idea that crash 4 came out mm. and i was like oh i want to play that but then i was like oh, maybe i should play the first three again see what that's like and we had those from a humble bundle like? at some point yep um i've currently played through one and two one's very hard yeah is, I don't it, know. is, is it as terrible as i remember it being no, it's really I good. I like that game. Bad. Take that, Crash Bandicoot 1. <laughs> Crash Bandicoot 1 is like one of the first video games I played as a child. So, besides like Mario or whatever. Like when I got my PlayStation, Mario that was the first thing. or whatever. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> like I it had an NES. I had game. an NES that had like Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt and that kind of stuff. But I was too young to really understand what I was doing, I think. And then I actually got 
my first console was a PlayStation one really that was like actually mine given to me like on Christmas or whatever. And I played crash one was the first thing. So going back to that, I was like, how did I ever play this as a small child? Because the game's hard. And then I got towards the end of the game and finally hit a game over screen. And I was like, Oh, this screen seems familiar. I I saw this a bunch when I was a kid. (laughs) Um, Yeah, those games are pretty good. Uh, There's a few levels in that first game that are just super frustrating with how hard they are. Is it just because like they didn't have the ability to make things more fluid back then? So it's like very you have to be very mechanically precise on what you're doing. I mean, I think it's intentionally precise jumping. Like, there's a couple levels that, that people complain about the. I forget what they're called, but they're like on these wooden bridges and like a bunch of the planks fall out. Yes, I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. And there's like pigs that run back and forth on them. It's it's hateful. I have a clip that I'm going to submit for ridiculousness where I kept on dying at this one part and then somehow I ended up landing on the rope on the side of the bridge. I don't know how I did it. And then I was like stunned and then I just like kind of walked down the rope and got past all of the, <laughs> the bad stuff. <laughs> Maybe that's the intended solution. You ever think about? I've Maybe seen people so. run on the ropes before. So I mean, those games are still good. Twenty years later, I like them a lot. Um, and then I was looking for some. I, I needed a. Sh- I had an itch for a shooter, and nobody was on to play over over Overwatch Gosh. or anything like that. Wow, okay. I can't talk. Wow, overcooked. Overcooked. Overcooked yep. is what I was gonna good say. Shooter. Gosh, I could hear it coming. Um, BPM text. BPM bullets per minute. Ooh. is a game I picked up. I've yeah, I've played a little bit of this game. Is it good? Have you? It's it's really cool. Um, what, how does it differ than any other like FPS? It is a rhythm shooter. Of believe it or it not, uh, it, of course it is. <laughs> you run around how? like like Doom or Quake or whatever with your guns, but there's like music pumping the entire time and you have to shoot on the beat of the music and there's like your reticle in the center has like arrows going towards it like matching the beat so you can fire like as the beat hits the center and if you try to fire out of tune then it like breaks like the gun doesn't work it's not just fire though it's you it's can, everything. If you dodge really. to the beat, it's better. You have to reload on the beat. Yeah. Uh, and then some guns you can reload on like the downbeat, which mm-hmm. adds like mm-hmm. it, it's you get into like a really nice flow of it once yeah. you get going. That's so really this fun. is this the is FPS pretty, pretty cool. Crypto the Necro Dancer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Interesting. <laughs> FPS Crypto the Necro Dancer is a really good comparison. Um, and then it has the added benefit of like. Once you start getting in that flow state where you're doing a bunch of stuff and it's all on beat, it basically like you're adding the percussion to the song kind of. And it sounds really cool. How's the soundtrack? It's pretty dope. It's it's kind of doomy. Okay. Like like metal stuff. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't know. Neat game. Uh another uh, retro style FPS that I picked up is Ultra Kill, which I actually think I like even better. Oh, um, it's not rhythm based or anything. It's just a retro style FPS. But instead of just being a retro FPS that tries to tread on nostalgia and get you to buy it just because it looks like something old that you played before, it has 
really good mechanics and it plays super well. Like I would recommend anybody that's into current Doom stuff to play this. It it has wow. like okay. great uh like momentum and movement stuff. Like you have a double jump and you have a slide and you have a dash. Uh and you can wall jump off of stuff. Um all the weapons have an a unique alternate fire, uh, several unique alternate fires, kind of like how you can get different upgrades in Doom. So like, for instance, the revolver has one where if you hold right-click, it charges it up and shoots a big laser thing. Or the other one, which I find much more interesting, is you just have some coins, and you can flick a coin in the air, and if you shoot the coin, then it automatically ricochets off the coin into a critical location on an enemy. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, that's rad. Um, yeah, the shotgun has like a grenade and, you know, the other one is like it can charge up and shoot stronger and it just gets really fast and, and like you're bouncing off walls and flying around and shooting people in the face. And it's really fun. Oh, and the, the health mechanic is you heal from blood. So like you want to be in the fight, blowing people up, getting sprayed by their gore mm. to heal yourself. Mm. So. This game looks cool. I'm watching a trailer right now. Yeah. The it's, coin, it's the coin part awesome. is bizarre. Toss yeah, coin you can, in the air. Huge explosion. Oh, it also has a parry system. So you can like melee enemy projectiles and it parries them. What? It's wild. <laughs> that game is crazy. Uh, it, you can even parry like your own shots sometimes. Like your shotgun shoots slow enough that if you punch immediately after you shoot it, you parry your own shotgun shells. So and then it makes you? them like explosive. Oh, and they okay. shoot out. <laughs> Interesting. Pretty awesome. It does make Ridiculous. more sense than what I said. You can combo the coins. Like, you have four coins in your inventory, so you can, like, throw them all out. And if you hit one, it'll bounce between all of them and then hit somebody really hard. Weird. Mm. Pretty awesome. Oh, it's in early access. Interesting. Yeah, it's in early access. I think they finished, like, like a handful of acts and, like, there's more levels coming or something is the early access situation. Um, yeah, and then the rest of my stuff on my list is all based on being home with the parents and Chad, and we have kind of explored getting them to play video games a little bit. Oh. So My mother I, says she's a gamer. Yeah, mom <laughs> says she's a gamer now. She says it a lot around the house. Um, I'm it's a pretty interesting, the, the transition. So, like, mom hasn't played any video games really at all. So as weird as it is, we started playing spirit fair as like her first, like getting used to using a controller. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It it really works because it's, it's basically like a side scrolling platformer, but it has like no stakes. Yeah. Yeah. So like she can get used to controls and jump around the ship and do all sorts of stuff like that and not have to worry about dying or like messing up my game or anything like that. And plus it's like really pretty and there's like some story elements and stuff like that to keep her interested. And then like she also used to like back in the days of Farmville Facebook used to do that stuff. So that kind of transfers over with like the raising crops on the ship and mm-hmm. going down and cutting down trees and stuff like that. So that's pretty interesting. But she we played like six hours of that and like over the course of a couple of weeks and uh kind of got used to jumping around in a 2d plane and then Chad started coming over and we started playing gauntlet oh 
like Ooh. Gauntlet Dark Legacy kind yeah. of gauntlet. Yeah, like uh, the new the, one, but yeah. There's yeah, it's new newer. One? It's it came out like in like 17 or something, right? Yeah, it's like 2016, Maybe 2017. 16. It's it's like kind of like a remake, reimagining of original Gauntlet. Mm, yeah. Interesting. That's a four player co-op, like kind of twin stick shootery. Yeah, but, like you have classes with abilities. Um, and basically that game was cool because it had a respawn system where me and Chad could carry. And the parents could still come back and play occasionally. <laughs> and like, <laughs> we, we ended up playing through that whole game and beating it. So it, it was actually really challenging at the end, which was pretty cool. Cause it had them like focusing on, you know, movement and staying away from enemies and killing stuff and using a couple different buttons along with moving it with two sticks. So, I mean, that was, that was pretty fun. Along with that, we also were mixing in lovers in a dangerous space time, which is Another Great pretty good one game. that, you know, you don't have to have super strong players in each of the positions to be successful in that game. Mm-hmm. So you, you can kind of run around the ship and get on your different, you know, consoles. And it was funny to see them progress from, I'm going to sit on this one gun and shoot to actually being willing to like move to a different station and do something else in the middle of like a hectic combat situation. Um, we also tried moving out, which like a dad, yeah, like this game (laughs) is called moving out. You go into a house and you have to carry a bunch of stuff to the truck. It's kind of like an overcooked style thing, except for like, you're hucking a bunch of stuff in trucks and you have to like a couch. You have to have two people to move effectively and you can throw things and stuff like that. How does it compare to over, uh, overcooked? Cause it, it seems very overcooked, but that's like a good thing. I'm not bashing it for that. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's different because there's no real coordination, right? Like you don't, yeah, have to, like, that, well, layer like, the only coordination you need is like when you have large objects, mm-hmm. you need more than one person to get those things out of the house. So it's kind of more individualistic in that regard. And it's also, not very not, complex. There's not like yeah, new mechanics. I was about to say there's anything. not there's not as much going on. It's just kind of like getting stuff out of the house. And then later levels, yeah. there'll be like ghosts or whatever that you have to like slap to make them not do stuff. Game about slapping ghosts. Huh? Yeah, yeah that sounds pretty good. But uh, Dad ended up falling asleep playing that somehow, so we ended up not playing too much of it. <laughs> so like, really, that's a strong recommendation, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He wasn't too into that one, but I mean, there's really not that much to it, I think. Yeah, um, it. Well, at yeah, one point, I, I, I looked in the top left of the screen and I see him just standing there, and I look over at the cherry sitting, and I'm just like, oh, I, I now understand <laughs> he's, why he's, he's just sleeping. <laughs> We were like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I thought I was dead. And I was like, you can't die in this game. <laughs> <laughs> um, but on the other hand, we played Unrailed, which actually did keep his attention. And that game, that game is pretty awesome. It's out of early access now, actually. Is it? Um, nice. Basically, you have a train and you're collecting resources and putting them in your crafting cart on your train to make pieces of track. And then you got to lay the track in front of the train before the train runs off the track. And you're just going to the right. And it's also very overcooked Where yeah. you're like, you have a bunch of people like, all right, one person has to grab the axe and go chop down trees to get wood. And one person has to grab the pickaxe and go, you know, hammer out this mountain to get iron. 
and uh you know got other people putting materials in stacks and moving them over to the train cart and somebody's laying track down and stuff like that so it gets super chaotic super fast though yeah <laughs> you have to like plan your route pretty well otherwise you can get stuck where the train is in a spot where you can't get past it and then you're just like well the train's on fire and the bucket is behind the train and we can't get behind it now because we ratted it against this wall (laughs) and it's moving slowly and by the time we get there it's just like we're gonna be done it'll be unrailed if you will Uh, that game's pretty great though i'd recommend that one over moving out for sure i'd like to play more of it yeah it's way more complex yeah more stuff going on i'd grind unrailed man i want to get very far in that game we've only gotten (laughs) six carts i want to get like a billion it looks like that game (laughs) actually gets very like like there's a lot of levels and it gets super complicated. Oh yeah, yeah. You're like adding different ca- types of carts to your train that that give you different abilities. Like one of them will make dynamite that you can use to like blow out larger areas of mountain. I want to get on the complexity cart. level. Ghost cart, ghost cart will let you actually walk through the train. Yeah, very useful. Through that one cart of the train, very very good. That's a good one. I want to get to the complexity level of like Factorio in that game. <laughs> I want so many cards that I'm just like, all right, so where does this go again? And then lastly with them, we just finished Laura Croft and the Temple of Osiris last night, which is another like four player co op, like kind of dual stick shootery, but like it has puzzles with it. Hmm. So like you're doing Tomb Raider style puzzles in like a isometric form format with four players. It's pretty it's pretty sick. Wasn't too long. It was like six hours. Um, they have challenge tombs in there too. Nobody fell asleep. Yeah, (laughs) combat's pretty good. Also, it has just like infinite respawns, which was good for people that aren't very good at video games. So, and uh, the puzzles like force everybody to have different roles and complete certain things. So it's like forcing even the people that aren't very good at games to like contribute to parts of it. So that's, that's good. I think. Um, and then finally me and mom started playing unravel two, which is just a two player game, but it is a, it's a platformer, but it's, it has more physics to it than just a standard, like a standard 2d platformer. So like you've got to like swing off of grapple points and stuff like that to get places. And that's that was kind of hard for her to begin with. Um, a lot of like leaning the entire body to the right to try to swing your character, mm-hmm. that, sorts of things like that. Hmm. Um, but she started to get the hang of it, and is it's coming along pretty nice. That game is really good looking in terms of like you being a small little ragdoll animal going through this like human sized world. So like you're climbing up like you know, small toys and herbicides and stuff like that and rocks and it's all cool looking. Yeah, and, the art uh, style looks uh, like semi-realistic. I don't know how yeah. to describe it. It's weird. Yeah, it's like it's like realistic like backgrounds and props with like your little yarny person running over it. <laughs> Pretty awesome looking. It's a and it's a fun fun platformer, I think. Hmm. Feels pretty nice to play. Cool. Uh, Chad, let's move on to you. What have you been playing lately? So, uh, I had played Fairy before and got like 
maybe 60 to 70 percent of the way through the game and then just like put oh, it down you didn't finish fury yeah no i didn't i got to the shield guy and for some oh. reason my brain just wasn't communicating with myself and <laughs> i just couldn't figure it out and so i picked it up this time and Alex was in the, the mumble call with me, and I was just shouting out how I was the best Fury player alive, and how did I ever <laughs> fail at this game? Because I just was like whipping through bosses, and uh, I, I'm still uncertain if I beat it or not because I got to the credits, but then there was more game after the credits, so mm. I'm very confused about that. Uh, I thought I beat it because I I escaped, but I think there's multiple different end bosses. Mm, okay. There's at least one boss after the credits, right? That's yeah. different from anything you fought. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, yeah, played that. Uh, <laughs> picked up Hypercharged Unboxed, which is a... People were talking about tower defense games, and like it seemed like people were you know interested in finding one that was like co-op and multiplayer. Um, it's interesting. It's you're basically like action figures and you're in various locations like rooms or stores or whatever. And you have different points of interest that you're there's like red, blue and uh, green like towers that you're defending. And mm-hmm. uh, you build like Legos around them for walls or like, you know, there's different turrets and stuff that you can build. Uh, I haven't played too, too much of that game and I kind of excited to explore more of it in the co-op setting. Um, game seems pretty, uh, pretty cool. People are looking for a up tower defense game yeah Yeah. there was a tower defense game (laughs) from epic games at one point that was free and somebody asked if it was co-op and then i I started looking at co-op tower defense games you played uh endless dungeon because i really enjoy that one i have not oh yeah i forgot about that game yeah i've always wanted to play more of that (laughs) but nobody has seemed very interested in it (laughs) i don't want to play it alone i I will i will gladly pick up a uh a co-op tower defense game i feel like those are a lot of fun this isn't listed but i did play a game that was just kind of like a random i find off of like tiktok or something it's called angerfoot you find games on tiktok (laughs) i also played angerfoot angerfoot's great yeah, Anger, so Angerfoot. You're just what? What's the what's the equivalent? I said that there was an equivalent to it. Um, Hotline Miami. Yeah, yeah, Hotline Miami, but it's in first person, so it's really cool. You kick down doors, you shoot people, you whip guns at people. It's it's really fun. I think there's only what like three levels, four levels, something like that, right now, and there's only like what three people developing this game. Uh, so you can toss yeah, it it w- a few bucks and get the download. It was made for a game jam, so it was made by like three dudes in like seven days. Got you. And it takes like 10 minutes to play through, but it, it is actually so good, though. Yeah, real good, real good. Um, I have also been playing uh, just Shapes and Beats, which also been playing literally last night. Started playing that again with Alex. Mm. Uh, pretty good. Pretty good thing. You're, you're a shape. And, there's and there are beats. And, yeah. and there are beats. Okay, what? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's all coming together. I you love dodge, vegetables, You dodge man. stuff and whatnot. Uh, Alex listed off a ton of the games that I played, and then uh, I actually got a Switch for Christmas. Uh, never nice. had a Switch before, so you know nice. I wanted to dabble in some of the stuff. And one of the games that I bought because I've been looking at it on Steam a lot, but I'm like, do I really want to sit at home and play that game? Uh, it was Cuphead, mm-hmm. and so being out, like for instance, at my in-laws and just you know sitting there with them and trying a level over and over again, but also actively being able to engage in like conversation and stuff. 
Uh, I think that game is really good for that. Because uh, even if like I have to talk for a second, I can pause it mid, you know, mid boss or um, say like I I lose, you know, you can just restart right back at the beginning of the boss. It's it's not a hard game to kind of. Well, it is a hard game, but it's not a hard game to just like pick up and play. Hmm. Um, and then I also recently found out after the Epic Games started doing the 15 days of free games, found out that I have Hades for free. Uh, on nice. Epic Games, and so I, I dabbled in that a little bit. Um, I you guess get they Hades for free. Yeah, I guess they. If I remember correctly, right when Hades came out, I think they had a deal with Epic Games, and it was like a free game just right off the shelf. Huh. And and so like you know I'm playing Fortnite constantly. And I'm always opening up Epic Games, and I saw it there, and I was like, well, it's free, so I picked it up, <laughs> but I never <laughs> touched it. Uh, until you guys started raving about it, so tried it out a little bit. Uh, I I kind of do feel like that's another game that I would like to play on the go mm-hmm. instead of you know sitting at home. Uh, sure. I'm I'm very biased when it comes to like that type of game. Like I personally don't enjoy it just because I'm more of a first person shooter kind of guy. Um, like all I play basically, and so like I can see the appeal that the game's really well done like i started playing and i was like man this game's pretty easy and then i got like a couple levels in and i was like oh wow uh i'm getting cracked <laughs> but it like makes you feel really good like right out the gate like the yeah. the way the slashes are happening and like the you know how you're dashing like just the movements tight control it's, it's really good yeah tight control is polished yeah it's good yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I picked uh, up. Uh, oh, sorry. Oh, you're not done. My bad. No, no, no. Just one, one more. I picked up. Still on... out of order. I'm trying to like keep track. I'm like, oh no, he's talking about that one. He's talking about that. Yeah, one. I didn't. And I didn't one. do an order on this one. And no and this, one does. This one's re- just recent. Uh, I started playing Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order again. Oh, nice. And uh, I don't know if you guys know the main actor in that game, but it's a uh, what Cameron uh, yeah. Monaghan. He's from like from from what I know, he's from Shameless, and I I watched Shameless like like the very beginning of uh, the quarantine and like coronavirus and stuff. And so playing Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, not playing it for a while, watching Shameless, and then coming back to this, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna play this. I like that actor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, I've been trying to test out my controller. I got a new controller, Xbox Elite. I've been trying to use my TV upstairs and been having issues, so I haven't played much of it, but. I also lost my save file, so I'm restarting. It's <laughs> a lot that's of rough. problems. Yeah. That's, that's rough, buddy. Yeah. Well, it's gonna lock lock in and play a little bit of that. Now, now are you are you are you are you done now? Oh, so I picked up. Uh, <laughs> God. <laughs> I'm done. Uh, last and definitely least. I mean, not least. Wow. Caleb, what have you been playing lately? Yeah, it's the last last couple of days I've been. So I'm back playing a bunch of games that I never got to play during 2020. You know, prep. Make sure I didn't miss anything good. So I picked up uh, Super Liminal. Uh, I think, did, Chad, did you talk about this on the podcast? Yeah, it's on Chad did. Yeah, so it, it's just a little first-person puzzle game. Kind of makes you think abstractly and use perspective in weird ways. It's, it seemed really easy. I feel like I wanted more challenge out of it. You uh, kind of like a weird. Kind of just walked through it. You ever like, think you're too smart? 
The problem is he plays too many puzzle games. No, 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 no the puzzle, like puzzle games, games are complicated for him. Well, if you guys remember <laughs> when I talked about this, I basically was like, it's kind of eh. seemed like mm -hmm, I yeah. did the same thing over and over again. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of picking something up to make it really big. Yeah, and that gets tiring. <laughs> The, I said the only right. thing that I really enjoyed yeah, exactly. the, the puzzle in that game was the two houses in the room and the way you had to use them and like walk mm. through the door to make yourself bigger or smaller. That was like the only puzzle. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. That was good. I, I like the um, wow, I just lost it. Just blanked. I like think about the puzzle them, huh? you talked about, so I just lost. <laughs> All right. I, I take back that you're too smart thing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that game was that game was all right. I think it's got a lot of hidden stuff in it. If you wanna, I, I beat the game and I had two achievements out of like oh. thirty or something. Wow! So there's a lot of like weird things you can get if that's your jam. Uh, but I decided to not do that. Uh, I also picked up uh, Evergate, which I'd been meaning to try out. It's a little puzzle platformer with some kind of speedrunny elements to it. I think it would be really up out Alex's alley. What? Does that mean? Because people speed run any game. <laughs> it's it's got um like built in time. Okay, gotcha. Like there's an objective on every level that's time based. Interesting. Basically, and that allows you to unlock additional trinkets or things that you can change the way the game works a little bit. Uh, it's it's okay. I don't think it's really my thing. Maybe the first section of levels, but meh. Um. I picked up a couple Metroidvania games that I've been meaning to play. Uh, one's it's called totally Monster Sanctuary. <laughs> Monster Sanctuary is a Metroidvania game mixed with Pokemon. Oh. You, you beat all these monsters in turn-based combat, and then, like, depending on how well you do in the fight, there's a better chance that they drop rare items like eggs, and then you can hatch the eggs to get new monsters that you can bring along and fight. And whatever mm -hmm. current one you have equipped to your character, each one has a special ability they can do. So one just does damage, so you can like break breakable walls and things. And one you can like spawn a rock, so you can reach a slightly higher position. I think one lets you float, like glide. You can make it long distance. I was very quickly overwhelmed by the number of items that it gave me to equip to my monsters, because each monster has, man, each monster has like three accessory slots, one weapon slot, and then the skill page has four different entire skill trees for each monster. And I have like six monsters right now. There's there's so much going Dude, you on. You have literally every item memorized for Binding of Isaac. How can that be <laughs> any more complicated than that? There's it only is, like a handful of items in Binding so of Isaac, much. right? There's <laughs> like five total? Is yeah, that right? Yep, that's, that's right. right. Yep. So yeah, I haven't gotten very far in that because I just got overwhelmed really quickly. Um, but I've been playing some Batbarian instead. I forget it's got a subtitle, but I don't remember what it is. But you're a, you play as a barbarian and you yell everything, which is it's, there's no voice acting, but you can see it in like the text that pops up. You're always in all caps. Everyone else is like talking in normal text, and a little <laughs> bat follows you around. A little magical bat. You hate magic. You don't even realize it's magical at first. You're just following it around. Um, Wait, you're following but, it around or it's following you around? It follows you around, but you're following it to a specific place. Jesus. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but like sure. when you're playing, it just follows you around. Um, but it's got mechanics built in where like you can throw these little fruit that the bat likes 
to send it to a specific location because everything's dark except around the bat and the bat like lights up and activates different magical things that are going on but you hate magic uh, it's, yeah you hate magic yeah you meet a wizard and you're it gives you three dialogue options all of them are i hate wizards <laughs> <laughs> real good that's some good rp right there i like it yeah it's like i really like the dialogue in it weirdly if you but, choose uh, one and not the other does it give you a different uh, like ending absolutely no idea um, it, probably, it probably does the same thing but not sure uh but it's it's uh it's a lot of fun so far i need to play a lot more of it because i've only played a couple hours but pretty solid metroidvania so far and then sam got me back into a bunch of roguelikes he started playing vagant he got us playing vagant again yeah i yeah. played a ton of that recently <laughs> and then while I was on vacation, I didn't want to play anything on my Switch, so I started using Steam Link. That doesn't work for a lot of things that are like quick action like Vagant. So I started playing some of the old um, card-based roguelikes, like Slay the Spire again. Got back into that. Started playing some Ring of Pain again. There's a, this is a good year for roguelikes. There's a lot of stuff that came out. I, I know Slay the Spire didn't come out, or Vagant, but there are a bunch of <laughs> roguelikes that came, came out this year. year. But man, what a great year for roguelikes. Well, I was thinking there's like Risk of Pain. There's Risk of R- R- Ring of Pain. Whoops. And then Risk okay? of Rain 2. <laughs> Neon Chain of Rain came out. Five. Exit the Gungeon came out. Like there's just a Hades. Man, there's a bunch oh, of good Hades. ones this year. Hades. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So many good ones. I think uh, just Hades of- would make it a good year for roguelikes. That's true. Right? It does, but there's so many others that also came out that are good. <laughs> like Risk Monster of Pain. Train. Shut up. Hey, I just remembered <laughs> one, and I want to add. Oh, of course you do. I know we've of been off of me do. for a while. <laughs> um, I, inst- I installed Dark Souls 3 and started that up. <laughs> what? Wow. As weird Why? as that is. I don't yeah, know. Okay. Are you but hating really, your life already? Are you Kevin? <laughs> Listen, I just... I really want to like Souls games, okay? So I keep on trying them. <laughs> <laughs> this time I went through and you know like the that first I guess it's a boss that you fight. Yeah, I but, like Gundir. Yep. Is that his name? Gundir. The dude yeah. with the big serpent in his tum tum. Yeah, like he explodes into like a black mm-hmm. mass at yeah, some yeah. point during the fight. I, yeah, I remember sure. him being really hard and I like wiped the floor with him first try this time. So maybe hey. I'm good now. Well maybe, maybe you're good now. Maybe well, you got good. Maybe I got good. I don't know. Determined. Maybe, do you, did your parents give you some pointers? I hear they're like gamers now. <laughs> they're gamers, yeah. Maybe oh, my so. father didn't fall asleep watching this one. <laughs> That's all I wanted to say is I'm good is at video games Sekiro, now. So possibly? Nice. What about Sekiro? Do you think you got good at Souls because you played a bunch of Sekiro? Sekiro I don't know, and, because... Um, Star Wars. I don't know. I, I took my Sekiro parrying abilities into this game and was like, nope, it's it's way harder to do in this one. Parrying is way harder. <laughs> parrying I is absolutely pretty hard. thought Caleb Dude. just said uh, Jedi Law and Order <laughs> instead of Fallen Order. Dude, Dude I, would, I, would, I would watch that series. Hell yes. <laughs> it's got freaking Windu up in there. Yeah. It's like throwing the gauntlet down. Uh, speaking of a good year for roguelikes, uh, it was a good year for a lot of games. I mean, we played a lot this year. We are going to be having our game of the year podcast on January 14th. So make sure you tune in for that. Um, I'm sure it's, I don't know. Like, how do you guys feel about this year compared to 2019, 2018? Yay, nay, good, bad, indifferent. 
Man, you're asking me to remember. Remember what came out? <laughs> what, okay, what was our game of the year last yeah. year? Was that I... that game by Obsidian? Yes. Oh yeah. Outer yeah. Worlds. Yeah. Outer Worlds. Mm-hmm. Outer Worlds. Okay. Outer Wilds. Oh man, Outer Wilds. It was Outer came Worlds. Out last year. <laughs> what a good problem. year. <laughs> yeah, but Outer Wilds came out. Last outer year. Worlds pretty great. Either way, make sure you tune in on January 14th for that. Also, I've been thinking, you know, we have had special segments on occasion, like we had Alex time. I'm thinking in 2021, each one of us has to have our own special segment on the podcast. Ooh. Ooh. Mm. We can have podcast a new podcast. You don't, hours long. You don't want segments. Chad time. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have to be Chad time. It just has to be a special segment. And we don't always feature the special segments in every podcast. It's just... Each oh, podcast important. has a special segment by one of the people in the podcast. Wow. Yes. Oh, I'll just so, come in with wire cutters, top 100 list of sex toys. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> just start reading the list, like very monotone voice. Oh, enjoy. All right. Gosh. Um, so anyway, we, we should, you guys should think about that because I, I think we could do that. I think it'd be fun. Uh, tune in. January 14th, Game of the Year edition podcast. Uh, tune in for a great year, 2021. Um, thanks so much, so much for the wow, I cannot speak at all right now. Man. I'm turning into Caleb. This Thank you so podcast. much for joining us, and we'll catch you next time. It wouldn't it Bye. wouldn't be 2020 unless there was a mistake at the end of yeah, the podcast. Yeah, unless it was an absolute shit <laughs> <laughs>